Welcome aboard, Captain. Welcome back to the Star Trek Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we analyze and discuss Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock, one minute at a time. I'm your co-host, Chris LaSalle. That would make me your other co-host, David Stoker. Hey, Dave. Chris. Happy Friday. Yes, it is always happy on a Friday. Yeah. And uh, welcome back to our returning guest, Keith McDaniel. Hey, Keith. Hi, guys. Dave welcome aboard. <laughs> Oh, what a week it's been. It has. So much news. <laughs> so much, so many things happening in the world. And we're one day closer to Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, we are, aren't we? We're just uh, we're days away now. Yeah, it's not. It's going to be just yeah, a couple weeks away. And um, I am. Are you excited? Are you excited I, for Discovery? I am very much excited. How about you, Keith? I, I'm excited. I really want to check it out. Um, although it's, uh, can you watch it on Netflix? I'm I'm unsure of like how you watch it. <laughs> I think the f- I am as well. First episode is oh. either going to be on TV or some way we can watch it for free, and then I think you have to go on their either app or service or something to watch See, it. I've seen mixed. I've seen mixed things where you've got to have this CBS app or something pay for it. But I also like Keith, I think saw somewhere where like, Oh yeah, if you have Netflix, you can watch on Netflix. So I'm going to uh, admit that I'm going to, I'm a sucker and I am going to pay whatever I have to pay to watch it. I'm not going to wait. Will it be released um, like every week or is it a big batch dump? (gasps) I don't know. You know, Dave? Yeah, I don't. I would imagine it's going to be a weekly program. I would. Ah, you know, I, I, I don't know how I feel about like when they release shows, you know, all 13 episodes at once or because I feel like you watch them so fast and you binge and you're like, oh, it's awesome. But then you're like, it's yeah. you're like, That's oh, nice. I, I want more. It's over. <laughs> yes, it's over. You know, not to. Obviously, we've already digressed, but I find—is it—is it—is it me, or are there less spoilers when they release a whole season at once? You know, because I feel like okay, the um, House of Cards, right? That comes out all at once, and you never hear of like, oh my god, how you just see how it ended? You know, you don't really hear that like a day after it gets released. Right. It's usually usually when you hear spoilers, it's about the episode that was on last week. Yeah. Yeah. See, I feel like, and I know we're totally off track of of uh, Star Trek Minute here, but I feel like, you know, Game of Thrones, like, they do it right. They, they release an episode a week, and that's the way I feel like it should be. Like, if you were doing a Netflix serial, whether it's, like, The Defenders or, you know, Daredevil, like, release one a week. That way you're, you know, you have something to look forward to. Yeah, I, I, I think I agree. I, I like that. I like waiting. Meanwhile, back at Star Trek Minute headquarters. I had one more thing I wanted to bring up, though. Sure. Go for it, man. So Star Trek Discovery, it looks beautiful, right? We've all seen the trailers and like, wow, it looks like, you know, film quality, production values. Do you think, and I know they've said, I think they've said it it occurs in the original series timeline, but do you think there's going to be a surprise that it's actually in the Kelvin timeline? 
So I've been wondering that, you know, obviously with all the different trailers and, you know, we had the big Klingon reveal, like what they look like and how they are very unlike other Klingons. And apparently we're learning more about how special they are and their abilities. And I have to wonder if this is not, yeah, a different timeline, whether it's Kelvin or something else. Dude, that could be a, that could be a, like a season, a season finale shocker. Yeah. I, I, I feel like that would be almost expected. <laughs> okay. That was all I had. So what are we, oh, we're done, right? Star Trek minute. Yep. No, no, all right. Sorry. Minute 21. We're talking about minute. Yeah. Today Friday, it's Friday. Uh, uh, we're talking about minute 21 of the search for Spock. Minute 21 starts with some man saying helm execute standard orbital approach. And it ends a minute later with some woman saying, Sector 3, subtropical vegetation. And I'm just not sharing who they are yet because we don't know who they are yet. So uh, since we're not saying who she is, I, I have a question in the sense, are we supposed to know who she is? So obviously in this scene, we're in, inside the bridge and we see Dr. Marcus and we see you know the crew of the Grissom and then we see this woman who's obviously doing some sort of scientific, you know, scans. Are we supposed to immediately know who that is? Absolutely not. Because I feel like I would be, and I'm putting myself back in younger Dave and being like, I don't know if I would remember who she is without either reading about it beforehand or, because I feel like if I've come into the scene, I'd be like, who is that? Just random Vulcan woman. Well, sure. Well, of course, you wouldn't remember who it is. So let's just let's just throw it all out there. My on on top of my notes, I have a giant WTF. That's my <laughs> note for this minute, right? So we all know we're all we're all Star Trek fans here. It's Savic, right? But it ain't Savic. It is not. It is not Savic. It is so, not. So so no, and, and they. they David, I mean, we're jumping, we're jumping towards the back half of the minute, right? Yeah. But David had, David has to say her name, has to say Savic for us to all go, what? Yeah. What has happened? Um, of course, we had a clue in the credits that we saw Robin Curtis's name. Yep. But, but you're absolutely right, Dave. I, if you didn't know, you know, if you didn't, this could have been just another Vulcan science officer. Keith, what do you, what is your, uh, I don't think we've asked you yet. Like when, when, when was the first time you saw search for Spock. Do you remember? Oh, you know, I feel like I probably saw it on cable. I, you know, the first actual Star Trek movie I remember seeing was the voyage home in theater. And I, I, I'm sure I had seen search for Spock before and probably wrath of Khan, but I probably, I probably saw it on cable. Um, so yeah. Okay. So do you, do you remember your, your, uh, your reaction to new Savick? Um, I think I, you know, I think I was probably old enough to understand that they just changed the actress. Um, so, you know, it didn't really bother me a whole lot. I wasn't that, I guess I wasn't, you know, it, over time I became more, you know, um, annoyed uh, <laughs> or I, 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 I could certainly, um, uh, I knew who I preferred over time and it wasn't Robin Curtis. Um, unfortunately, um, I mean, she, she, she's, she's fine, but 
it just wasn't the the same um, to me. And um, I I felt like I've, I've always felt that her performance was a little like stony, I guess you could say. Um, she just played it a little too seriously. So I I agree with that that she does play it a little too stony. But in these first initial seconds of her, we we seeing her and David together, and I know we're sort of starting in the middle of the back, you know, the the part of the back part of the minute here, and where David says, you know, this is where all the fun begins, Savick. She sort of gives him a little bit of a smile, a little hint of a smile there, you know, when she responds with "just like your father, so human." I feel like there's just a hint, just a teeny weeny hint of a smile. And I feel like that is about the only time I see her have any sort of emotion. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it's just stony face. Yeah. Yeah. My my note on that, and I guess we're here. So that's my note on that line is, you know, is she trying to be funny or is she just trying too hard to be funny? You know, just like your father. So it's human. Just, so human. It, you know, it's a, it's a callback, right, to uh, – when she has a conversation with Spock and Ratha Khan about Kirk right. and how, how human he is. So human. Yeah. Humor. Uh, it's a difficult concept. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Well, how about we wind it back to the beginning of the minute and then we can, we can come back. Cause I'm getting personally yes. getting agitated. <laughs> <laughs> Skipping ahead. Agitates you. <laughs> Skip. No, no, just talking about Savick. Just is, talking about Savick. Oh, okay. Yeah. We got a whole Our, movie we can talk about, Savick. <laughs> uh, but Keith's here, and Keith's here. Keith, Keith gets the first minute with Savick, so we definitely got it. We got to oh, yeah. explore a little bit. So the so the beginning of the minute, we get just a, a last uh, nice glimpse of the of the Grissom you know, flying into the camera, and then we cut to the interior of the bridge, um, and we get uh, uh, Captain Esteban uh, is the one who's who is speaking off camera. Uh, calling for a standard orbit or execute standard standard or standard orbital approach and um, I don't think I've ever heard a captain ask for a non-standard approach <laughs> you know you wonder how often they're like yeah I need you to do a you know elliptical on this one or you know uh, north to south orbit or something but it's always standard orbit yep. standard uh, orbit I, I could use some I could use some variation yeah it's the one that looks best for the cameras Yes, that's right. And then we have some we have some new characters in this scene. So we've got Captain Esteban. Yep. Uh, we have the helmsman, uh, unnamed helmsman. I could yep. not find her name. I don't know if you guys had any luck. Nope. It just I believe when I looked up on uh, the various uh, sites, it just said helm. Right. And uh, she was uh, she's played by Jean, uh, Jeannie or Jean Mori. Jean Mori. Yep. And uh, I. Uh, uh, the only thing I, I I found that was fun was that she was in Real Genius. She and, was, uh, <laughs> but she also has a connection to John Larroquette. She was, was in that? Night Court. Uh, oh, was she? Okay. Yeah. Yep. I saw that she was in Mars Attacks too. Oh, she was. Yes. Oh, nice. So yes, yeah, so we got Jean Mori uh, as the helmsman, and there's a uh, another gentleman to her left, uh, unnamed navigator. I was struck. I thought the helms, helmsman and the navigator were reversed. I guess Sulu's the helmsman, right? Yes. And he's always in that other seat. Right. So the, so the Grissom apparently has its helm controls reversed. Maybe because that's a science, it's a science ship. I don't know. 
Right. So I'm, I'm going to, you know, in this particular scene, we see, you know, Esteban. And, of course, what do we see? He's using clipboard. Um, and he's got the traditional uniform on. Uh, Helmsman has traditional uniform on. Navigator has almost like, you know, we see the people on the Enterprise that sort of stand at those uh, their units there. He's got the, is that a trainee uniform? Is that just I'm a lower classman? Like, am I like an ensign? I would have said maybe he's a cadet. Yeah, I didn't think he was necessarily a cadet. I just wasn't sure if he was just like ensign whatever. Ensign navigator. Hard to see because you can't really see his, right. his insignia or whatever. But then behind him, we see the guy that's standing is wearing regular gear. Oh, yeah, the smock. Yeah. <laughs> the smock. <laughs> well, it is a science vessel, so that was I noticed it too. I'm like, well, maybe this is just, you know, Starfleet science folk wear these. This is kind of their standard standard issue gear. Well, I, I thought it was like more of independent science people, and that's the gear they wear because – if you remember back from Rathacon, when they were on Regula, and we know that Regula is not part of Starfleet because they hate dealing with Starfleet, I wonder if this is like he's an independent, because David is obviously an independent, he's, he's not part of Starfleet either. At least, at least we can correct me if I'm wrong, I thought that the people from Regula were not part of Starfleet. That's my understanding. Yeah. So I just assumed this guy and David just were... Because they're wearing different outfits, they are not part of Starfleet uniforms. So, Captain Esteban's his style in, in this one, uh, his, his call out to communications to have him to send a coded message. Yep. Uh, and his his message: Federation science vessel Grissom arriving Genesis planet Matara sector to begin research. JT Esteban commanding. My note here was that. Wow, we learn a lot about his character all that one sentence. <laughs> <laughs> he is uh, more by the book than Savick ever was. Right. That's how, oh, yeah. how, how I am understanding this guy's character. Do you guys like Esteban? Yeah. Yeah, he's okay. Um, he's okay. I take him or leave him. Yeah, he uh, he's kind of happy and chipper and like it's got a good attitude about everything right now <laughs> right it's got a winning smile <laughs> that he does i always find it interesting in in star trek just in in general in the in the universe and in the in the series and the uh in the films when you run into other other captains of other starships mm. i totally judge them pretty quickly up against you know Kirk and Picard, and you know, and some of them, you know, the, some of them they just they don't hold their own, right? They're just yeah. This is he's no Kirk, you know. He's no Picard. This is right. just some, um, you know, ha- like like he said, like, happy go lucky <laughs> captain, and uh, he's not going places. I, uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't. F- he's not exuding charisma to me. <laughs> Let's talk about that clipboard. <laughs> Well, I love clipboards. Because we get a pretty close up, or not really close, but we can see that it's full of like little graphics. And uh, he's got a little pen light that he uses on it. Right. Hands it to the helmsman. But she's not really uh, 
She's not really interested in taking it, if you ask me. It's like, uh, <laughs> well, why, yeah. okay. why are you giving yeah, it to me? <laughs> she's, she's the helmsman. She's probably, yeah, what the heck? Well, I don't want it. Yeah. Well, I think because it's a smaller vessel, they don't they don't have those random cadets that run around and just collect the clipboards. Right. How many how many do they have on the ship, Keith? 80, 80 people? Yep. Can't spare any uh can't spare a clipboard girl or a clipboard boy. Regular regular guy behind him has one. <laughs> oh, does he? Yeah. Oh, two clipboards t- in a scene. I think that's a Wow, in one scene. <laughs> one shot. <laughs> that's a milestone man i'm glad i'm here <laughs> if we were having a drinking game we'd be doing two shots right now <laughs> uh i we've never really talked about the clipboards themselves and keith really you pointed it out you get a good look at it uh in this shot and i'll be damned if i can figure out what it is it just looks like a bunch of random symbols and stuff yeah looks, barcodes let's just say it it looks awful it looks dumb whoa like at least at least in the background with regular guy you don't see it so you don't you're not like i i feel like you're like okay clipboard he, he could be doing anything but i think feel like that you know with esteban with his pen light and you can see through it and there's no visible screen or writing on it it just looks ridiculous mm-hmm. that's my personal feeling on it my professional feeling is it looks ridiculous The science guys looks like uh, an iPad to me. Yeah, it's black. Yeah, it's black from far away. Looks, you know, some shiny stuff on it. But this thing looks like it makes me think of a like a kid's toy, like a crystal radio or something. You know, or, you, or like one of those electronic sets where you make circuits and get things to light up if you touch things a certain ways. That's what the the white clipboard reminds me of. And I think I need to do some homework, guys. I think I need to know what the specifications are on these things. They, what are their functions, and what are they doing with them? We've talked about them enough over the, over the course of two seasons. We need to know more. I need to know more. Clerical work, bureaucracy of the Federation. Everything's got to be signed off every step. And especially Esteban. Uh, has anybody noticed the pink chairs? Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, an interesting design choice. I, I did. I, it's. Once I saw it, I, I thought it was uh, Savick's chair, and then looking through the minute, I'm like, oh, everybody has a pink chair. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is it just is it just that the lighting in the in the bridge is full on? Like uh, typically, you know, the bridge of the Enterprise is kind of dark. Are, are there chairs pink too? What color are theirs? How dare you, sir? I'm sorry. Oh my. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. We I need, we need I need to know, but you no, know, I I've never noticed that. I would have said they were beige on the Enterprise, not pink. Uh, so yeah, interesting choice in set design. Yeah, yeah. I'm not digging the salmon color uh, chairs. Salmon. Salmon. Oh, okay, so we're not. You're 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 softening it up a bit. You're not not going to be as harsh as saying, oh, it's pink. No, I think it's more of a salmon color. It's '80s. Feels like they're retiring to Florida. Um, also, so this get, bridge. Else do we get, okay, oh, yeah. get a good look at this bridge. Um, and uh, at first, I thought, like, are they just reusing the set, like the Enterprise, but just shooting it in different angles that make it look like, you know, it's smaller or something? But um, I, I did a, a little bit of research on this, and um, there are some schematics. Um, 
online. Um, it looks like it's definitely a smaller bridge and it really only has two sitting desks like along the sides. And I think there are a lot more in on the enterprise. Um, so just two on both sides and the rest are just standing, um, screens and monitors and, uh, uh, I guess keypads. Where's the, um, where's the turbo lift? Uh, it's kind of, according to the schematic I saw, it's sort of like if you're looking at the captain, um, it's to the left of him. So it's a little bit off center, Okay. but there's only one. I think the enterprise has two, right? Yeah. Well, that's cool. I didn't, I did not pick up on the fact that they're all, they're mostly standing stations. I really like the communication. Yeah. I like the communication station in this one. It looks like a communication station to me. Mm-hmm. Ahura's is always looks like they've, she's got all sorts of weird stuff, you know, seems like always different things on her displays. Uh, and this guy looks like the, his displays are appropriate for a communications station. So it's, so it's the wavy line there. That's what you, is that what you think? (laughs) Yes. Yes, it is. (laughs) And I think that that sort of rounded square symbol on his screen in the green, Mm -hmm. that is the symbol for, uh, communications. It is a actual icon. Oh, really? Graphic. Yeah. I, when I, when I was little, I used to have, a like a Federation, uh, this is around when motion picture came out. Um, it was just a sticker book of all of these, um, uh, insignias and symbols that were from the motion picture. Um, and they're all printed on silver, uh, sticker paper. And you could just peel them off and sort of decorate things with uh, these icons. And I think I remember that one. It's just like a rounded square with some uh, sort of wavy lines going through it, overlapping. Gold star for Keith bringing the research (laughs) in this minute. That's really cool. I had no idea. Yeah, you could get like turbo lift and uh, um, transporter room. You know, they sort of have like an up and down arrow with like sort of a body form that's sort of like semi disappearing, you know, the way it was drawn. Sure. Let's see, let's see if I can find something online, maybe post it. Yeah, please do. That'd be cool. Very nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> I'm glad I can help. <laughs> Uh, all right, moving on. So communication station, communications officer, um, unnamed, uh, as far as I know, he does not have, not have a name. He was not credited, uh, but he's played by Mario Marcelino, Marcelino, Marcelino. Um, I went through his filmography and really hasn't been in much, which surprised me because I swear every time I've seen this movie and we see him, I'm like, Oh yeah, that guy. And I, I, I've never seen anything else that he's been in, but every time I see him, he looks familiar to me. Yeah. I, I have noted that he was on Airwolf. If you remember that show. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and I think he was more recently on ER in the early two thousands, but we didn't talk about the actor who plays the captain. Oh. Nope. Philip Allen, Philip R. Allen, who is no yeah. longer with us. Lots of TV experience yep. Mork and mindy benson uh benson yeah he guy. also sh- he also shares a credit with john laroquette on the show nine to five 
another John Larroquette uh, connection. And you keep bringing these up because you think John Larroquette was in Search for Spock. Oh, I know it. And I have already purchased said Starlog magazine for, and it should be here soon enough. As soon as I get it, I can guarantee you I will be posting pictures of the interview in the Federation. All right. Well, we'll see. <laughs> I may even have to con- contact John Larroquette myself, get him on the show, and have him talk to you, Chris. That would be amazing. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? Yeah, he'd be up on uh, with that, right? <laughs> John, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on the show. He's calling right now. All right, so I think we've come back around, right? So Esteban, after he's done all of his communications, coding, and all that stuff, he finally uh, calls out, says, Dr. Marcus, it's your planet. And we get to see our pal I feel like David. That's, uh, yeah, don't. And he's like, begin scanning, please. I feel like it's almost like a ribbon cutting. Open the planet, please. Open the gates, please. He look. Doesn't David look awfully pleased with himself? He does. Oh, he's he's so gone snug. from whiny Davy and bitter David from last uh, last movie to chipper David. Yeah, he's got a new jumpsuit. <laughs> that he does. It sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> I miss the sweater. I think they should have brought it back. And the color, this like turquoise green, kind of well, goes, goes with the chairs. <laughs> I was just going to say, it goes perfectly with those chairs. It looks like it, his shirt looks like it's made out of a chair. <laughs> <laughs> it's got the same ribbing and stuff. Yeah. It's got like this weird padding to it. It just looks awful. Uh, studded belt. Yeah. Oh. It does worse. <laughs> We've seen worse for sure, but Star we Trek's seen worse. Casual casual wear in Star Trek has never been a has never been a strength. Uh, no, I will agree with you. Although I think Sulo looks pretty cool. Oh, in his ca- casual wear in this film, sure. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, so they're going to begin scanning, and then we get the big reveal that this is Savic. Yep. Um, and not unlike, and I will say, obviously, it's it's Robin Curtis. It's not. Kirstie Alley. Um, but they really didn't try too hard to make her look like Kirstie Alley. Uh, just like Uhura in this film, she went and had a hair, her hair done. Mm-hmm. So she's got a completely different hairstyle, uh, and she has completely different eyebrows. Oh, yeah. Yep. She looks, yeah, she looks much more severe. Yeah. Um, where I feel like, you know, I feel like Kirstie Alley just had an natural beauty with the her hair and I, I just feel like with the eyebrows and the way Robin Curtis's hair it just it she just looks much more severe did Kirstie Alley's eyebrows do anything or were they just left alone no they were left I, I went and looked <laughs> she had <laughs> she had regular eyebrows but she was able to do the eyebrow arch but yeah, she but she she didn't have she the, didn't have the angular. Yeah, she yeah. didn't have the pointy eyebrows. She just had her natural. I'm assuming her natural eyebrows. Yeah, exactly. That's yep. Yeah, that's what I was trying to convey. Yeah, but she normally, you know, when she was on duty, she would have her hair up in the bun, and I don't like this sort of perm, Ohora look. We have issues with perms, don't we, Dave? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. 
Yeah. But here she is. And, you know, I, I will say, so, you know, all this controversy of Robin Curtis and could be our own personal controversy. I don't know. I've, we've, we've heard from others that we've talked to that they're not fans, but I, I did recently watch the film all the way through. And uh, I will say overall, I was, uh, I was impressed with her. I, I, I begrudgingly, all right, she's, she's pretty good Savick. I mean, right. I, I miss Kirstie Alley, um, but she did a pretty good job. There's and there's you know there's some good stuff to highlight later in the film. Yeah, I think at this point, I think you know, I think it's the shock of seeing her, and not Kirstie Alley. So you you do you feel a little bit of like we all loved Kirstie Alley. She did a great job. She made the character Savick her own, and I think you feel like here you're like what? It's a completely different character. She looks completely different. So Savick and David are now scanning the planet. Um, Sector one has foliage. 22 degrees, 22.9 degrees Celsius. Uh, sector two is desert, and sector three is subtropical vegetation. And you know, going through this, it's you know fun to look at the displays. I like the displays. I like the you know the graphics in this case. We've definitely seen a a variety of of graphics so far in this film. These these are pretty cool. I like them. I don't know what you guys think. Uh, they're okay. Yeah, the resolution on the like the sector screens—it's so bad, though. I, like, why does it look so bad? That's so. There's no detail at all. It just looks like normal television set. Yeah, I found these charming because they remind me of. They remind me of like you know, Apple II computers, like graphics you could do on Apple II computers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> is that your problem with them, Dave? <laughs> yeah, I agree with Keith. I'm like, I they look kind of cheap. They look, I'm not going to go as far as saying, you know, like the doors, they look Atari-esque, but I don't think they're that far beyond. I mean, they have some 3D modeling. Yeah, they move. With, with the mountains, and yeah, the things move, but I'm like, it. the resolute, I mean... You know, resolution shouldn't be an issue at this stage of the game. They're flying around in a ship in another galaxy with a brand new planet. I think, I think the resolution could be fixed here. Yeah, or just simple animation could cover this. Not, it doesn't even have to be computer generated. It could be just. Yeah. Well, I like them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying I like them. And, I, and, okay. I, and, I, and charming was my was my my note. Okay, Krug. <laughs> uh, this takes you back to when you're a kid, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I guess it's the nostalgia factor. Okay, I'll buy that. So I do. Uh, one of the things I is is going through this the the the. the um, the minute ends with Savick saying sector three subtropical vegetation and kind of leaves us on a bit of a cliffhanger. I thought, because I think you detect a hint of surprise in her voice or is it just me? I, feel, I don't know if I, I don't know if I sense that. Oh, I feel like she was she, the way she was saying, it, I was like, what subtropical vegetation. That's weird. Hmm. I think you get a little bit in the next minute that comes out a little bit more. 
because there are some things that start happening sure. when they're scanning. Yeah. Right. No, but that one for me, I was like, oh, there's a tiny, well, I heard a tiny hint of it, but it could just be me. Um, Robin Curtis. So I did a little bit of, you know, I was, where is she now? I mean, she still looks great. I got to say that. Um, but um, uh, the only thing I, I could sort of find out was that it seems like she kind of quit acting. Um, and she actually went into real estate in New York State. So I think you could, I think you could buy a, ho- a home from Savick. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. That would almost be worth buying another house, <laughs> just to be able to say it. Um, also, uh, she played a Romulan in the Next Generation. She did. That was one of the things I was going to mention: is that she played uh, Talira um, in a two-part episode. Did she have a blonde yeah. wig? No, she has a, it's a, uh, bowl cut. it's like a bowl black hair cut. Yeah. <laughs> Typical of Romulan. I don't, I don't know if I remember that episode. Would she, is she recognizable? Is it, could you tell it's Robin Curtis? I didn't, I probably didn't know at, um, at the time, but when I look at her now, I'm like, oh yeah, that's Robin Curtis. Yeah. If you remember the next generation Romulan sort of had, foreheads that kind of protruded a little bit. Yep. And also she was 27 when she was filming this. So young to me. (laughs) Just a punk kid. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, I don't have any other notes for this minute. How about you guys? Nope. I do not. Well, Keith, it's the end of the week, and uh, we appreciate you being here. And uh, just uh, you know, before before we wrap up, before we let you go, just wondering if you had any, you know, do you have any, um, do you have any favorite moments from Search for Spock that you know either happened before these minutes or after that that stand out for you? Um, well, before this, um, certainly when Enterprise was coming into the the uh, space dock. That was pretty cool. I just love that scene, particularly when they're looking at the window and you just see the engine section just kind of coming into view and you just see all the detail in the the damaged hull. It's pretty cool. It just seems so real. And I recently rewatched this on Blu-ray. Um, I actually don't own this. Um, uh, and uh, it looked really good. It was a good transfer. Very sharp. Yeah, I, I I did the same, and, and you're right. It, it it you can see so much, and it uh it, it does look beautiful, and that's one of my favorite that's one of my favorite moments in the film as well. Um, I also kind of envy um some of the next upcoming scenes in the space station. Um, you know, uh, just seeing I think this is kind of the first time you sort of see life like regular life in the Federation or in this in the 23rd century. Um, you know, the wardrobe, uh, there's like a space bar. There's, uh, there's two people playing video game, like a hologram, like biplane. <laughs> it's kind of, that's charming. If you want charming. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to, um, uh, commenting on Chekhov's, uh, um, outfit. Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> Oh boy, um, I'm vaguely remembering what he looks like. So yeah, 
Um, but yeah, there's a, certainly a lot of good moments. Um, uh, the sort of classic um, fight uh, fisticuffs with uh, Krug and Kirk on the planet as it's just being destroyed. Um, yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely some throwbacks. Yeah. Is, yeah. I, I know I know. last season we asked you to rank all the films and stuff, but I, I don't remember where Search for Spock was on your on your ranking. Is this uh, is it up high or low? You, you know what? You guys never asked me that. <laughs> we didn't? No. Oh. Oh, well, then this is the time, my friend. Yes. Um, hey, do you want to rank the uh, Star Trek films for us? <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> Thanks for asking. Um, uh <laughs> You know, I think a lot, a lot like other people, it's 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 similar. Um, so certainly, Wrath of Khan, number one. Um, I I do really like um, uh, the Voyage Home, um, and then I I guess I would put Search of Spock after that. So um, I guess two, four, three, and then Motion Picture. Um, after that, you know, it gets a little spotty. Um, I. I do remember really liking first contact. Um, and I thought generations was okay. I sort of liked the transition from old to new. Right. And I, I guess, I guess I thought Kirk died. Well, <laughs> I'm his acting, I'm I should say his acting, um, in his, <laughs> I thought that was fine. Uh, I guess, uh, two, four, three, one, eight and seven. <laughs> So you're, you're leaving the rest of, I thought you were going for it to do the whole, all 13, but so oh, no, no. that's really your top. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, you know, I guess I drifted a little bit during, uh, those later, uh, movies. We all, we all but, did. Uh, yeah. And, and I really, <laughs> I really like the new Star Trek too. Yeah. They've done a good job with the reboots. I, 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 I would agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's, what, we got to ask though, what's at the bottom? Oh, what was, um, probably that Kittimer, what is it? Which one is that? That's Undiscovered Country. Yeah. That's is that six. the one with? Six, is, yeah. Is that the, wait, which, or which one is with Spock's brother? Okay. That's five. That's the right answer. <laughs> that's five. That, okay. Five. No, I hate, that's my, <laughs> I don't like the five then. <laughs> I was, I was, I was, I was getting into shocked mode that you were saying six was at the bottom. Like what? Not five. <laughs> uh, well, awesome. Well, I'm so glad you've reminded me because I thought we, I thought we'd asked you last season. So that's uh that's great. Oh, wow. We're going to, yeah. I'm, I'm actually compiling it. I'm compiling some charts and graphs to see how all the films rank based on all the feedback from our guests. So we'll, we'll get that on the website at some point. Oh my God. Really? Okay. Looks cool. Well, cool. Well, then I think uh, why don't we why don't we wrap it up here, guys? Um, Keith, you know, like I said, thanks again for for coming on and, and coming back for another season. It was uh, uh, great to have you back again. Well, th- again, thanks for having me. Thanks for the invitation. Um, uh, I really enjoy um, listening to you guys. Um, you are probably in you know the one of the few, well, you are one of the few, I only have so much time in my day to listen to, um, minutes, uh, movie minutes. And, uh, you're definitely, um, always in there. Um, and, uh, what else? Um, yeah, I, I, I really like posting on the Federation, um, Facebook page. Um, I hope, uh, I don't know. It's entertaining. <laughs> I'm not oh, yeah, definitely. I lo- I, I'm not a big, 
I'm not a big like social media person, but um, I, I love reading the different posts. Like the stuff that's you guys have been posting lately has been fantastic. Yeah. And you know the the models that you know that have been up there and uh, all the all the various discussions we've been having. Like even even tracking down the magazine that was in the in the Rand minute. <laughs> like like I I I just love being a part of that and being seeing everyone do that. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, that's fun. I'm glad you guys participate too. Uh, it's good. Uh, it's uh, satisfying, I guess, to know that you guys are um, into it and, you know, frequently comment too. It, so it, thanks. Yeah, no, thank you, Keith. Thanks for, thanks for participating in it. And, uh, and yeah, I would say this season more than last, we've been getting all sorts of fun, uh, additional supplementary material right based on the, the minutes we've talked about so far and uh yeah. some of the stuff that think people have uncovered has been amazing keith was it you that i think just most recently uh posted the 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 models of the damaged enterprise that went up for auction was that you yeah 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 those, That's, those that was great fantastic yeah so um I'm just going to do my, my, my segue since we're talking about it. Uh, you know, folks, if you haven't joined the Star Trek Minute Listener Federation on Facebook, you should because you'll get to see all the stuff we're talking about right now. And you'll be able to interact with all the other listeners on the show as well as Dave and I. And um, I think we're all having a blast with it. And there's all sorts of fun, you know, behind the scenes and other tidbits that we haven't necessarily covered in the minutes. And uh, it's been it's been great fun. Uh, awesome. sometimes snarky too yeah sure <laughs> sometimes it's it, it's you know it star trek deserves it <laughs> yeah I, I think our, i think we have the one of the better communities too um uh it seems a little smaller and just uh you know i i kind of like that that it's it's not too overloaded with um, so many things that you just don't have enough time in the day to like take in um it seems like it's just the right size of participation, but keep it coming. More people, I'm sure. Um, uh, even more to be fun too. All right, Keith, thank you again. We're going to let you get back to it and enjoy your weekend. And, uh, we are going to invite everybody to, uh, to join us again next week on Monday. We'll be talking about minute 22 of star Trek three, the search for Spock here at the star Trek minute. Bye now. Good weekend. Bye. Bye.